There are very few moments in life where one is grateful to be alive. In football circles, the CD season, also known as the transfer window, is that time. It's a period of interesting movements and moments of madness equally. Your team signs an awful player, her team gets a great player on a bargain, and sometimes my team signs an injured player. Hello and welcome to the Sokala Duma Transfer Rep. I'm your host on the microphone. Today you'll hear from Sokala Duma football gurus Keegan Kruger and Shaista Keida on a transfer news from both here and abroad. We also chat to Peter Dutoy on the never-ending saga of Sianda Gulu and the Amakosi. Welcome again. The South African football market, specifically the transfer market, is devilishly, devilishly secretive about players' prices, players' salaries. It's very, very difficult to operate, especially for us who are in the information market, giving information to fans about clubs, about players, and that has a lot to do with what we're going to be talking about now. We won't be specific into players' prices, we're talking speculation, player movements. And I'm joined here now by Shai Sakeda, who is a Sokala Duma journalist. Shai, thank you very much for your time. How are you, ma'am? well thanks thanks for having me how are you i'm good thank you very much man and i appreciate your time here um percy Tao is a major player for sundowns he helped them to clinch the CAF champions league he's helping them now um just qual- they just qualified for the quarterfinal so they are on their way to defending their CAF champions league and the worst thing that can happen is that they lose him now but it's probably going to be the best thing for him personally let's talk about percy Tao. we hear a little bit of news that he may be moving he may not be moving what's the story there um as you said yeah talented player and whatever um the news is we know that there are european and african clubs interested in him mm. it's not about if he's moving or or not like we don't know whether sundowns will entertain any office for percy town in mm. the window that is still unclear i mean we have to find out there is a month and a half left in the current transfer window so anything can happen but as he said Sundowns are well on their way to defend their CAF Champions League title. So it's basically up to the player. Does he have ambition of still being in South Africa or does he want to play in Europe? Hmm. Even though Sundowns hold the last decision on him whether they want to sell him or not. So, But what we do know is that there is interest and it's just up to whether these clubs want to pursue the interest even more and you know table an offer to sundowns for the player and the two clubs can take it from there and i think it's going to be imperative what they do with pesitao because they are on their way to defending their cap champions league but nonetheless then we move right along to another young player he's a great player he played for south africa when he was 17 years old thanks to Sheikh mashaba at the time we invited him to the national team squad he's gone on to achieve bigger things with ix cape town being an important player in the center of defense we know that we have been talking about him potentially moving in the previous transfer windows, but now this is the window that it looks like he's definitely going to go. We never know, obviously, what may happen, but we know that Sundowns Chiefs are in, in the running. Orlando Pirates has just been mentioned to be in the running for his signature. We know something about him being a training, not being a training. Shai, just give us a little bit of a lowdown as to what's happening with Rivaldo Coutier. Yeah, with Coutier, it's quite a sensitive situation because, as you said, the player did not turn up for training during their first week back for pre-season mm. preparations and things. And as he's, he's his representative mentioned in this week's edition of Sokla Duma, they are currently in talks about about his future, his mm. immediate future at Ajax. It's still unclear what it is about because remember, um, we still don't know if Ajax are going to take disciplinary measures on Rivaldo because, I mean, he has to be at training. He's mm. contracted to the club. You cannot stay away from training. As long as you contracted to the club, you are 
you are you supposed to follow rules and things but we do know that he wants two things he either wants to move away from ajax or he's looking for a better deal mm. better salary so it's still sensitive and unclear what's going to happen from now but we do know that sundowns want him and as we reveal this week pirates are showing interest in him which means that pirates on the other hand are really in the market for a center back because mm. we reported last week that they are keen on bits to lani latsoyo and now they want kutsia but Ultimately it's Ajax's choice at the end of the day because he had his option exercised which means he's still going to be at the club for two more seasons mm-hmm. and it's up to Ajax whether they want to sell him or not or offer him a new deal if the player is unhappy because when you're going to have an unhappy player you're not going to get the best out of him so it still remains to be seen what's going to happen with Kusia mm, it seems like the ball is in the club's court we move right along then well we're still staying with Ajax slightly because Musa Lebusa is an Ajax player he's partially their captain at times Kaiser Chiefs has been mentioned alongside his name being he, the Kaiser Chiefs being interested in the player now there's a new twist to this story there's a twist that Lorenzo Godinho could be included in the deal to lure Lebusa to Kaiser Chiefs Lorenzo Coutinho going the opposite way let's talk up let's break down that story before we confirm the Dan Dills well we can start off by when his agent agent confirmed to us that there is strong interest from both Sundowns and Chiefs mm. for the player um then this week we reported that Chiefs might look to offer Ajax a potential swap deal which could include um Lorenzo Godinho which is strange because I mean Godinho has been He's an incredible their player. first choice center back alongside Tower mm. um but yeah uh, indications are that Godinho was thrown in the deal to um make it a bit easier for things to go through because at this point Ajax might put a, a hefty price tag on Lebusa services and I guess like Chief thought maybe throwing in a player would you know sweeten the deal or whatever which is still strange because as i said godinho is an amazing player national good center back player. national team taking nothing away from daniel cardoso mm. at chiefs but i mean godinho has been first choice for most of last season so yeah that is as well still unclear i guess at the end of the day as well as up to ix captain whether they want to sell lebuso or not because i mean he's been very influential for the team um he's been consistent and constantly giving his all so it will be interesting to see if ix will be keen on letting both kutsia and lebuso go mm-hmm. i mean two defenders it's a big loss to the team and two important players so this as i said there's still a month and a half left to go for the window so we'll see what happens mm, i mean it's no news that ix cape town are a selling team i think the big news though would be the fact that coutinho would move the opposite direction but like you said interesting like you said we'll keep an eye on this confirmed deals cape town city has signed bitvis versus signed from the top of your head a couple of deals that you remember from from the teams that have been confirmed Well, I guess the biggest names is your Tikumudise at Kansas mm. City. I think that's an amazing deal. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what he does under Benny McCarthy next season. And I mean, he's still got what two years left in him, I believe. But that will be exciting. And then at Wits, let's just talk about Klassen and Pinar. Since we spoke about that before, mm. we were uncertain about whether or not Klassen wants to come back to Ise, whether he's going to play here or not. And because there was interest from Chiefs in both these players, and they ended up signing for Wits, I think amazing deals. Coach Gavin Hunt, amazing coach. So we'll see what he's going to do with that European experience. Mm, and there may be a power shift happening in this SA football fraternity because that's number one. Wits number three. 
Cape Town City and signing major, major, major players. And like you said, uh, Teko Mudise may have two years left in his in his engine and is an incredible player. But we'll see what happens. We'll see whether or not those signings were major or will turn out to be major signing based on the impact they will have in the 2017-2018 season. Her name is Shaista. Her surname is Kada. You can find her on Twitter. On Twitter. Her Twitter handle is Shaista underscore K. Thank you very much for your time, Shai. Thank you for having me. It was a lovely one to the game. Moving right along then, Sianda Kolo is deemed surplus requirements at Kaiser Chiefs. He's on the transfer list. We're now joined by Peter Tutoy to explain to us what is happening there. Peter, what's the story behind the story in this one? This is about money, money, money and more money. It's as simple as that. You've got a situation, if you look at the brief look at the, the, the history of this deal, it was a player at a, at a big future at Sundowns, went overseas, a great, great opportunity roster. For whatever reasons, hardly played. And that should have been the first warning to Kaiser Chiefs. If you look at it, yeah, I think he played a little bit over 30 games in three seasons. So that should have been a question mark for Chiefs. But in Chiefs' defense, there was a lot of hype about the player. He was on a free. Uh, there was talks about racism, why he wanted to leave. But the, still the question was 30 games. Why only 30 games? At that time, Sundowns wanted the player. And there was also talk about other clubs overseas wanted him. And Chiefs then felt it was um, necessary to put a big money bid for him. And they ended up paying him huge, a huge uh, personal deal, um, close to four or five million rand a season. And that right now has proved very, very costly because the player um, hasn't performed. And we've got a situation now that as it stands, he's got 36 months left on his contract. And if you look at that at 500,000 rand a month, that's nearly 18 million rand. I mean, it's an absolute fortune. So Chiefs obviously don't want to pay out another 18 million rand towards a player's country who is not playing. I mean, that's a lot of money, Peter. Um, but when you look at the money element um, and the three parties involved here, we're talking about the player standing to benefit because obviously he's, he's contract, Chiefs are contractually obliged to honor the contract in the 36 months that is left. Chiefs are also looking at a potential buyer for the player. Let's look at those elements. The club that is going to purchase the player, the player gaining money from Chiefs because of his contract and Chiefs losing money in the process. Let's look at that and what, how is that going to play out? Well, look, that's a great question. And the dictating point there will be a club that wants to buy the player. There's absolutely no ways that any club in South Africa right now um, will pay him the equivalent of what he's been owed by Kaiser Chiefs for the next uh, uh, three seasons. Mm. So absolutely not. So the key factor will be uh, is the club who looks to buy him will say, we will pay you X amount and that, there will be a shortfall. The question there will be whether the player will accept that shortfall and if he doesn't, it's whether Chiefs will make up that shortfall. Mm. That's really the question. So why should the player uh, accept a shortfall when he's, got, he's sitting there with a, with, a, with a huge contract in front of him? He can just sit back and take that money. So it's unlikely that the player will accept the shortfall. At this point, though, with his age, um, at this point, with, at, 20, at age 26, do you foresee a situation where a player accepts the monthly salary for the next three years and say, look, you guys don't want me here, but I still have a contract here, so I'm doing nothing wrong. You're not playing me. I'm not going to play, and I'm just going to sit here and not look for a team. Well, um, Chiefs will maybe look at, there's, there's, a, there's a, a clause that's sometimes put into contracts about performance clause, and if you don't perform, the club can get rid of you. Now, it's a difficult uh, clause to invoke because what is considered non-performance? If they don't select him and he, uh, um, he, he can't be called non-performance, well, 
I'm not a lawyer, but I think it would be difficult to prove. Yeah, that essentially, that Peter, because based on what are you saying that I'm not performing? Where are you seeing this performance? Because I'm going to training, and in training I'm doing well. I'm, I'm following the all the coaches' thing. orders. As so where he, are you seeing me not performing? You, you spot on. As long as he keeps going to training, and as long as he keeps putting the effort in there, I think it's difficult for them to prove non-performance if they don't select him. The big thing here will be the club that wants him, how much they prepare to pay, and where the Chiefs would be would be willing to make up the difference. If they're willing to make up the difference and he refuses, Chiefs may have a case um, about non-performance that the player just wants to sit back. So that's that's a possibility as well. But the, at the end of the day, the play, people will say, well, surely as a player you want to carry on with your career and you should want to play football. But that's easier said than done when he's looking at such a large sum. If it was a couple of million rand, maybe, but it's such a huge amount of money. Um, a lot of people would say, why should he turn that down? Chiefs have got themselves into this situation. They've got to get themselves out of it. That's the bottom line. Mm, and looking at his option now, um, in terms of clubs, being he's being, he would be linked with as a young player, um, clubs that may possibly be able to afford him. Can, let's talk about that. Let's see how many teams will be able to purchase him. We know that Orlando Paris is looking for a central defender in Rivaldo Kutsia in Tyson Sletroy. We know that um, Mamelo Sundowns as well, they want to defend their CAF Champions League and they, might, they may want re Enforcements at the back with Tabontet not playing that much. And so the, let's look at the teams that may potentially want him. Every one of these clubs will look at his uh, appearances over the last five seasons and say he's not played for Chiefs. Why? Mm. And he only played 30 times in three seasons in, in, in Russia. Why? And even if they still rate him, they'll still say, well, you haven't kicked the ball in seriousness for such a long time. Your body, uh, may, you may get injured, you may pull muscles and so on and so forth. So it's a risk to sign him. And that's not a reflection on his ability. It is a risk to sign him. So all of these clubs will go in at a lower figure than, than normal and it'll be up to Chiefs to make up the rest. And it's going to be a hard pull for Chiefs to swallow. Right, and, and in looking at this now, and, 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 and this is intriguing because he's a fan favorite. A lot of Chiefs fans like him, and a lot of South African fans as well like him. And there's been talks of the 2018 World Cup coming up next year, and him then looking for better options in order to cement his place with the national team to get a recall from Stuart Baxter. At this point, someone may use their imagination from a fan's perspective and say, what if this guy terminates his contract with Chiefs and go to a Bitvis Verds and walk in there and say, look guys, I want to play and then fight for his place there. Let's look at the possibilities for the player and what he should or what he can do. I think that uh, what could happen here is let's, the player may sit it out till January because let's assume Chiefs don't start well and they struggle. You could find Steve Compella leaving the club in Jan. And it's really the coach who's not picking him. It's not the club saying don't play him. I mean, it's the coach has got a choice of who he wants to play. And therefore, if the coach leaves, he could very well keep in with a shout with a new coach because he's already there and they're already paying the salary. So um, if, if the player may say, look, I'll sit it out for another. Let's see what happens with this coach. If, if it looks like the team's doing well, then I could leave in the next transfer window. So if, if I was the player, I'd sit out for one more transfer window. Mm, but then that would pose a problem because in January, that will be January 2018, it would only have six months to to audition for Bafana Bafana. But it's a very, very interesting story then. We thank you very much for your time. That's Peter, the founder of Sokala Duma. Thank you very much for your time, sir. Pleasure. Now, it's the scramble for international teams they looking for best talents and it's the plot is thickening now a lot of people are going left right and center players that is and we shall know in time who's signing for who before the end of the july august transfer window i'm joined now by sokala duma international journalist keegan kruger keegan thank you very much for your time how are you my man very well yourself you i'm doing? good thank you so much man i hope you have 
Good news for us and I hope you have juicy news for us. We'll discuss transfers, Chelsea, Madrid, Barcelona, Liverpool, there's something about them there. Van Dijk, the last time I checked, they were slapped on the wrist about how they approach Van Dijk, but we'll get there. Aubameyang to Chelsea, Borussia Dortmund, African star Gabon. He should be probably very costly for Chelsea, but Chelsea have big pockets. We know something is happening there, but you know better than us what is happening at the moment. So Chelsea-wise, they're, they're obviously looking for a striker. Mm. They lost out on Romelu Lukaku. Ouch. And uh, the, they say it's either Alvaro Morata or Pierre-Marie Aubameyang. Mm. And um, Aubameyang has shown that he wants to leave Dortmund. Mm. He's been saying it the whole of last season. Uh, they believe that this is the season that he will be going. The coach has been told, prepare your season without him. Is he going to Chelsea? There are a few little rumours going around. He had a little cryptic post on Instagram where people have gone crazy about. Mm. There has not been any confirmation that there has been a bid from Chelsea though. Mm. But Chelsea need a striker because Costa, Costa could be out. Young could be the one coming in. Something to look. There is smoke. And where there's smoke, there's normally a bit of flames. Mm. So I think it's something to, to look forward to in the next few weeks to see if it anything progresses and quickly before we move away from that the cryptic message the shade um the the link was there anything blue about the message was there anything chelsea link well he's sitting on a on a private plane and uh he's wearing a i think it's a blue jacket blue shoes and white uh, <laughs> white jeans so it's pretty much the blue and white of of a certain club um, and he says this is his Monday mood. Okay. So um, so if you want to take something out of it, um, there's a few little messages maybe in that. Place. That's not subtle enough though. That's very clear that, um, well, he may really want to go to the Stanford Bridge of London. All right, we move right along then. We understand that there is a bit of frustration with the big clubs in La Liga, Madrid, Barcelona, with things moving slowly there. You have an update for us. What is happening at the moment? Things in La Liga, well, especially Real Madrid, Barcelona, seem to be a little quiet at this point in time. We're not too sure what what's the transfer policies of both clubs at this point in time. Um, not many names being linked to the to both clubs. What is well, what we do know is Barcelona do want Marco Verratti from PSG. PSG are not willing to sell him. Um, his agent came out and said a few words. Um, they've slapped the agent and the player over the wrist, saying, "No, mate." We're not selling you. We're not selling your clients. Um, and uh, there's been a formal apology from the from the player itself. So um, I think for now that's pretty much died down a bit. Um, but the player apparently def wants to leave. The club's not willing to release him. So it's it's, it's something to follow. Maybe we could see one of those last minute transfers. You know, on deadline day, a bit of money being thrown around and the player moves. So I think for now, there's been a clear message from PSG, the deal is not happening. Mm. But from your level of expertise though, as a Sokala Duma international journalist watching these kind of moves, would you say that this is almost dead? It's not going to happen? Would it happen? I know I'm putting you on the spot there, but is this a Russian roulette of the transfer window, these kind of games? I think this is going to be definitely a Russian roulette type of thing. I think both parties are going to try and, and stretch each other to the limits. Um, I say if this deal does happen, it's going to happen very late in the transfer window. And that's because either pre-season hasn't gone well or uh, 
you know, Barca are desperate need of something and they are willing to just throw money at the problem and make sure that they get the player that they want. And we move now to the red side of Messi's side. That's Liverpool, that is. Um, they have a player that they've been looking at. He's playing for Red Bull Leipzig, RP Leipzig in the Bundesliga. Um, Keita is a Guinean central midfielder. They want him and he seemingly wants to go there. The club is not playing ball. You have a better update than I have. What's the story on Keita? So, Nabi Keita has um, been chased for quite a, quite a while now. Liverpool desperately want a defensive midfielder. They've seen him. They want him to be the man. The player apparently wants to move. The club, however, is not willing to release him. They've just made it into the Champions League. They are hoping to have their first season in the Champions League with the, with the team that, that brought them here. They want Cater to at least stay one more season before they're willing to listen to offers. Um, the price fee rolling around is apparently of 60 mil. Mm, that's for a him. lot. That's a, a lot. Lot. Mm. lot for a player that's had one great season. Um, Liverpool are apparently not willing to offer the 60 mil. I think it's something quite close to it. There's not really been the figure what Liverpool are willing to spend on him. But uh, the club really want the player to force the move Leipzig so Keita needs to say to them right guys I do desperately want to move hand in the transfer request and then they want Liverpool to pay their price for him um, very very interesting to see if Liverpool do pay that price for him because they're also interested in Virgil van Dijk. Yes, I was going to pick a brain on that, uh, Virgil van Dijk as well. I mean, I remember when they were a bit harshly, hush-hush, reprimanded by the Premier League because of the tapping up of van Dijk. Now, it seems like you have some juicy news for Liverpool fans about that being resuscitated, maybe talks being resumed again once more. What's going on there? Apparently, there are talks being resumed on that deal. Um, a lot of people close to the to the Merseyside club are saying that uh, this one's actually moving forward, um, but it's for a big price. It's that 60 million price tag that it was originally said. So, are they willing to pay 120 million for two players? Are they? Can they only afford one? That's something they're going to have to pay attention to. I don't believe Liverpool will land both players. Um, especially for those big prices. I think it's one or the other in this situation. I do think maybe the Van Dijk one is closer than the Cater one at this point in time. It's going to be interesting to keep an or I think we should keep an eye out on that. And, uh, and I think there might be some movement on Mercy's side. It's just depends which which way they're willing to go it's interesting stuff though all right we have a couple of done deals people have bought well they've spent money and they've got their talents that they were looking out for now you will tell us tabulate a couple of the ones that have been done already um i know that douglas costa to juve is one of the confirmed what other moves um can we can, can we talk about now as being done deals so permanent transfers so far lacazette to arsenal mm, that was a Dastard. great coup for them great coup for them Came with a bit of a price as well, uh, club record fee. Um, we have Romelu Lukaku to Manchester United, that is done and dusted. We have Danny Alves snubbing Pep Guardiola and deciding to go to PSG, that's a done deal. Then two loan deals, long-term loan deals. Well, we have Douglas Costa to Juventus on a two-year loan deal. And we have 
James Rodriguez from Real Madrid to Bayern Munich on a two-year loan deal with an option to buy, obviously, right at the end. Um, and that's basically it. That's pretty much up. it for the from the big guys, though. Keegan Kruger is the Sokala Duma international journalist. Keegan, thank you very much for your time and the lovely news today. Cheers. Thank you so much for your attention. Remember to visit the Sokaladuma website in our transfer center for more of these kind of news. We'll catch you next week. This has been the Sokaladuma Transfer Show. Sokaladuma Radio. Sokaladuma Radio.